0: Welcome to the Wind Tough Mother Show. We have a great show today. Again, we always have amazing women. And um, Seth just is here to, for the beer, right? Seth, you're here for the beer. Of course. As well as Tough Brother Seth, what happened with the snowstorm last night for you?
1: Oh, I managed. You know, I, I had to be proactive. I had to get it early today. So I went out at 6.30 and then I went out again at 10 and salted and we were good. The snow actually stopped for us like 10 o'clock, 10.30. That's when we it stopped were lucky. for us, actually. I thought I was gonna go out in the morning at five in the morning and have to shovel again, but it was it was all clear.
0: you know, I I said, Ma, a male manager, Ma lives with me and she's eighty one, as everyone knows, and everyone's heard that for thirty five shows. But I said, Ma, you gonna shovel?
1: She <laughs> this is the
0: this is the way this rolls. Honest to God. She loves to shovel and she has a little kid's shovel and she just wants to <laughs> she wants to shovel the stairs. That's what she does with her little shovel. The Stairs, got a so video I that. that's
1: cute. You probably get a lot of hits on that. YouTube. With I'm, that. That. I'm gonna
0: do that. I'm gonna, d- I drive around with you know, I do the snowblower, I do the shoveling. Then then you see Ma out there on the steps with a little orange shovel. She gets it done, she, it works out for us.
1: Oh, really funny. Uh, real quick, I live across the street from the Y, and my 10 year old had classes yesterday, so I was like, ah, I live across the street. The Y is open, I'm which Y? It. The Y on uh, on Clark Street.
2: Oh, we're, we're neighbors.
1: Oh, you're on that side, too. I'm, uh,
2: yeah, I'm on Orchard.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah I'm. It's oh, not me. That. That's Why not are you giving your out? address on air? Taking that out.
2: <laughs> if anyone wants to solicit, <laughs> attention Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Yeah. That's cool. I'm Alex. I like meeting new people anyway. <laughs> okay. he does not. That's not true. So I say, ah, I walk across the street to the Y and it's not i I don't have to drive. And uh he was the only he had two classes. He was the only kid in class for both classes. Wow. It's great. He had like a personal instruction.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, it's awesome. That, that but is just,
1: awesome. everyone else just wimped mm-hmm. out like oh my god state of emergency snow
2: ah. I was at my daughter's acting class two people showed up and we were not one of them
1: <laughs> <laughs> <My> <laughs> excuse to
2: drink hot chocolate
0: <laughs> and pack for Jamaica sorry dear <laughs>
1: the class is canceled yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that is our guest she's with us and she's awesome i absolutely love her we just talk about we don't know how we connected but with social media nobody knows i love social media nobody has a clue anyway today we have a wonderful woman who's been a major influence in women's lives longer than you can even think and you don't even know it um she got her start with ym magazine at the age of 19 after winning the horatio Algar, right? National Scholarship Contest. National Scholarship Contest. From there, she went on to help create teen people and many, many more things. Our awesome guest also landed a gig, which I would have loved. I wish I would have landed this gig. As a lifestyle correspondent with MTV, served as the creative team, okay, at Victoria's Secrets, producing the catalog and helping to launch the pink line who my daughter has Mm -hmm. everything in the catalog i'm sure and after that she jumped back into magazines and worked on lifetime magazine then moved on to be the senior editor of cosmo i am so damn tired just talking about her wow i have nothing else to say (laughs) so from there before i get into anything else i have to say she is the executive editor now of good housekeeping magazine who mailman and your mom asked me to ask you something and bought And who was brought in four years ago to help dust off the 130 year old mega brand, which is 18.4 million strong. And it's with that, I love to introduce this powerhouse woman. She's awesome. She's kick-ass. And she's dressed really cute. And her name (laughs) happens to be Megan Murphy. Yay! Yay!
2: Practically a leprechaun, Megan Murphy. We just (laughs) celebrated our big day, so, you know. Yeah, we did too. It
0: was great. And it's Megan
2: with all the letters, because my mom thought I was extra. Extra.
0: You know what? It's so funny. Every time I write your name, I'm like, why then are like, does what? she have all How about letters? an A? How about a G? <laughs> it's Gaelic. My mom likes to make things difficult. Love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get you for that when you know it. I'm exhausted just reading all the stuff you do. What time do you wake up in the morning? Two?
2: 5.03. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, a robot,
2: no. like a robot. 10.17. Oh, like a robot. I have like a programmed internal body clock. I lit- legitimately 5.03 wake up, 10.17 bedtime without an alarm clock. Wait,
0: 507, you wake up. 503,
2: wake up. Or 503. 1017 shut off. So
0: I know that you're a personal trainer. I have my
2: certification. Certification. I've been a certified trainer for 12 years. I was the fitness director and deputy editor of Self Magazine for eight and a half years, so I worked on the Self Challenge. I made videos, workout videos with Jillian Michaels. I was on exercise TV. So I'm a fitness girl. I have a kettlebell certification, a spin certification, and my American Council on Exercise certification. Exercise is my secret sauce, my happy pill, what keeps me going. It was my job for a long time, and now it's just a part of who I am in a little part of my job—it's
0: the best. It's what I—you know—I grew up. Well, my my whole industry was sports nutrition. Yeah. So for twenty some years, my kids only saw me in the gym, actually. And all my kids are big cephalotest big type bodybuilders and workout fiends and football um, players football players it's just the fact that it it is what you say it is it's your stress relief it's your happy pill it's everything you need it's funny when i
2: when i like left the job itself to go to good housekeeping people are like are you gonna stop working out now and i'm like yeah and i'm gonna stop brushing my teeth (laughs) washing my hair yeah okay i'm not gonna go to the bathroom ever again I mean, it's like, for me, it's just, I, I feel like it regulates my mood. I have a lot of energy. It helps me process my energy. For me, it's very social. So I go to the gym um, at like 5.30 in the morning, and I have this good vibe tribe of women. It's like the Dawn Patrol. We're really tight friends. I feel like it's like we're going for drinks, except the drinks are water. Nice. And it's like I really rely on those friendships, and they've really developed over the years. And I do a lot of like yoga and boxing. I love SLT. I love Poe. I love Orange Theory. Mostly three-letter workouts. So oh, Poe, okay. OTF.
1: SLT, I fly. think I've heard of it. it's a machine, right?
2: So SLT is, stands for Strengthen, Lengthen, and Tone. I call it Pilates on crack. So you're using a megaformer, which is a souped-up reformer created by Sebastian Legree, who's this guy out of uh, West Hollywood. And I mean, there's nothing like it. I have better abs now after three children than I did before when I was 20.
0: Oh, man. I yeah, you can't you that. cheat.
2: And I feel like it, it really hones your obliques. And here's the key, moms. It's like if you get those obliques nice and tight, it kind of camouflages a little uh, pooch. Right? You're like, oh, her obliques are so great. You can't have, you just ignore that extra skin.
0: <laughs> Wear that you know? little tightness. Right? It
2: makes it seem like you have killer abs when really, I mean, my third child was nine pounds 23 inches so like my belly is never going to be the same i have some skin in different area codes you know what i'm saying (laughs) but that just honing the obliques with the slt workout really was transformational for me and i just feel really strong part of what i work out is to feel strong strong body strong mind strong mind strong body so it gives me a new kind of strength that is really empowering i used to run marathons You know, and I I don't run like that anymore because it just – it's not the same – type of mental benefit for me
0: right me too I love the I love the lift I'm yeah. sorry I'm a lift girl I'm not a runner I, even though I do I live on the elliptical I, I don't like to run but I'm the lift like people be like wow you're really you know you got a lot of strength why wow, are you really strong the lift has always been me that's where I came from I love to lift. Yeah, and I,
2: I don't lift heavy I'm not like a crossfitter but I do this extreme boxing class at Poe and in, in Short Hills New Jersey and we do things like you know rings and climbing ropes and I love, stair it. Run. love like, it I wear things where I surprise myself and I feel like a child like that's my happy place where I'm like I didn't know I could do that oh my gosh I'm climbing the ropes like I'm in gym class wow this is super fun you know it's like the idea is to put the fun in fitness because if you enjoy your workout it never feels like work
0: right 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 because people will be like well I do I do the flip-flop from you I I do nighttime workouts Uh mine mine is at the end of the day when I have to relieve a lot of stress when I want when I want and I can go right to bed no problem so I'll do my hour hour and 45 at night And it makes me, it's amazing. I love it. It's just like, that's it.
2: See, I would be anxious all day that I wasn't going to get it in. And this is the weird thing is I don't double shower. Like, so if I have to shower, go through my day, work out and shower again, I'm like, that's not efficient. I can't double shower. So wow. I have to have the morning workout so that I only have to take one shower.
1: It's that oh damn body gosh. clock is throwing, it's right? messing up it's your whole day. That's
2: the thing. You're, it's you're like,
1: a slave to that body clock. I, I'm
2: a master of efficiency. <laughs> like I have saved myself a good seven minutes by working out in the morning. <laughs> Might as well just wake up, I right?
1: Gotta, I have to do that. I just, you know, I, I want to always do it and I just, I've done it a couple of times. I just can't. And I live across from the Y, you would think, I yeah. can, I'm so, I'm it so lame. It sets the
2: tone for the day. But I, I had re- I'd read this study once where I think it takes 16 to 19 days to cement a habit. So if you set that alarm and you get up that 16 to 19 times, then it's just what you do. And then you stop thinking about it the same way you stop thinking about brushing your teeth.
0: Absolutely. It's absolutely true. I've read that before, too. Like, if I, if I skip, like, I skipped over the holidays. I skipped, like, two weeks. Not only did I feel like such a slug and so like, oh, like, and I didn't eat a lot. Like, it wasn't like I overate because I'm a, you know, now I'm a freak about sugar. Like, don't all have sugar? No oh, sugar scares me. But, um yeah, <laughs> I just felt really crappy. You, you two
1: don't need sugar. Yeah, no. I
0: know. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I was going to, she blew my whole next question. Oh, goodness. Now, sorry. I, I, I feel put out right this second, but here I'm going to ask anyway. So I was going to ask her what she's passionate about, but damn it. I know.
2: Well, fitness is one thing I'm passionate about, but I'm most passionate about family and fun. Yes. I mean, I prioritize family over all things. Um, I work, I live, I breathe for my family. That is like number, 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 number one. Um and I'm passionate about quirky things. I'm quite passionate about decorating my house for the holidays. Easter just threw up all over my house. And that <laughs> happened, like, at 7 o'clock in the morning after throwing a major rager for St. Patrick's Day and taking down all of those decorations. Right. Like, I want my house to feel like a celebration at all times. That's – I mean, my husband calls it Decoration Day, and he knows, like, okay – she's all easter all the time today like the house is going to be this and like i will decorate for flag day i mean like i will decorate and celebrate anything i'm very passionate in in life about celebrating because i think that if you just kind of create this joy you feel more joyful
0: right i i love decorating I, I do that all the time too I just did all my Easter stuff I sent you a picture with my Easter eggs I have the great big plastic ones all over the front of my yard I've got
2: uh, yeah well now that's covered in snow yeah but <laughs> they are yes. actually
0: covered but in snow
2: it's, it's so funny yesterday I'm like I was like oh there's tulips in three different places in my house and bunnies and it like it just looks like this beautiful thr- springy oasis and then you peek out the window and there's like 12 inches of snow
0: yeah I know it was crazy couldn't take it Ma's like take a picture of the eggs covered with snow I'm like Ma you can't see the eggs yeah <laughs> What am I? It looks like lumps.
2: Get your shovel, Ma, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. dig them out.
0: It's, it's a lump in the snow. But anyway, I love that, too. And you have three kids, right? I do. Ages. So I have a daughter who's seven.
2: I have my middle guy just turned six. And then my little guy is four and a half and very passionate about the half. Oh. Um, so they're they're basically Irish triplets. They're all about, about 15 to 17 months apart. We just never really thought about having kids just have three uh, <laughs> like, did you plan that i'm like absolutely not um but it, it's team murphy and they function like a team and um it's it's fun to have them all so close in age i had wished for a fourth and instead got a dog um and we have a puppy now too dempsey doodle so Aww. yeah so we have a full house we have a really full house i'm definitely in the weeds as other moms like to call it but i would freeze time if i could because it's so
0: magical and it, it's in a heartbeat right seth and it's just a blink uh, They're old.
1: Yeah, I have the four and a half of this emphasis on the half, half. as well. Oh, my it's goodness. About to, he's about to turn five. And Don't uh, cheat him out of that half. Oh, never. And uh, uh, four on the way. Number four.
2: Ah! Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My yeah. sister and brother both have four. So I'm the slacker of the family. And um, the fact that I have, you know, like an ex- a job and a commute didn't really... Mm -mm. win me any points with everyone they're like seriously that you're just gonna have three kids that's it
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay actually i have four and my son and daughter-in-law are due to have their next their Mm -hmm. number three little girl any day now and last night i was at their house and i said you know there's no place that you go i'll take a table for five it's four or six my son's looking at me like shut up and I'm like, you know, where, where where do you go that you get five? got to have four or six. Well, and five, like,
2: go to Disney World. Like, uh, who rides the one ride with the one odd man out? you got to bring a grandparent. Oh, yeah. Uh, five is true. I mean, see, I, it was funny. Like, I'm going to play this for her. She's going to love this. <laughs> I, it's true. Like, I I really, it was funny. Like, I was like, okay, we got to put this on pause. I'm exhausted now. We're moving to the burbs. And, the, and then, but then, like, a year or two, I turned 40, and, and I was like, oh man why didn't we do that but unfortunately and my husband will love me sharing this on the radio I had had him fixed so <laughs> there was no turning back
1: uh, maybe you could recommend where yes. I can go for that it's yes. on my
2: block there's one right on Orchard Street <laughs> oh perfect yes yeah. we were like it's a sign there's a urologist across the street
1: oh I will be there <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah Next Seth needs week. to make an appointment oh, yes. that one. it's so
1: funny it's like uh, I'm never my, my wife would say yeah get a vasectomy yes. I'm never getting a vasectomy I'm pregnant I'm getting a vasectomy yeah. Yeah.
0: Seth is the gift yeah. that keeps on giving uh, that's <laughs> That's a problem. And but then
2: him. then I mean I did I was like oh I think I made a mistake he was like sorry, and I'm like fine fair enough yeah, fair yeah. enough
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: get it got oops. it yeah. puppy yeah
0: yeah yeah oops we'll get a puppy yeah That's puppy time
1: <laughs> Dempsey Doodle he's part of the family yeah
2: oh yes, he's sad. the emoji dog we basically got the emoji dog not even on purpose
0: oh because I do love emojis. Oh, he's, he's adorable, I bet. And who takes care
2: of him? Well, he's, so I have a full-time babysitter all day because I'm in the city and my husband's in Princeton. And luckily, we cleared it with my babysitter ahead of time. And we said, hey, listen, we're thinking of adopting. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, a dog. Um, <laughs> do you think you'd be OK with this? And she was very excited. So thankfully, so he's got company non nonstop. I mean, my my boys are out of school by 1130. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a busy house at all times.
0: Oh geez, that that is crazy. My daughter just got two puppies and she's out of her mind.
2: They wouldn't let us take two. She took wouldn't brothers and wouldn't separate yeah, them. They don't do it. They, the breeder that we got from they don't they don't, There's one puppy at a time. Hmm. I guess to make sure you're good parents and you're gonna have a, well, gonna a loving this was a family. Well, yeah, a private thing.
0: Somebody somebody privately had her, their daughter works at the vet and she brought them home to foster them until they found home for these brothers. And my daughter saw them and fell in love with them. Name one Hank, one Finn. Aww. And they're, what are they, shepherd, something mixed. And they're adorable. They're just so puppy. They're so dumb. Like, Boo, doo,
2: doo. <laughs> they're just so See, puppy. we have a Labradoodle. It's from Cream Puff Labradoodles down in South Jersey. And this dog is smart. We had a dog trainer come in for one day because we just didn't know what we were doing. And she taught him to ring a bell to go potty. So we have this cowbell yep. hanging by the wow. door. Wow the dog rings the bell and you let him out and then you let him back in and you give him a treat and so like you could be playing running around and then all of a sudden you hear the bell ring and you're like oh Dempsey's got to go out and any of my kids can open the door let yeah. him out the side
1: now I know what kind of dog I'm getting
2: it's yeah, honestly the, I I couldn't say enough about this breed how I, old is the so dog when
0: you got it Uh,
2: eight weeks eight old weeks, okay. I think we took him at eight weeks he's four months getting his last shots today and he's getting big Yeah, he's getting it's like kids he's like it's, he's growing up too fast I don't like it I mean, nobody tells you they're like a puppy for a hot second. Right, it's right, like right. Babies
1: oh. are babies for a hot second. I it feels know. like it. Dogs oh even quicker, though, I to know. your point.
2: Oh, you're so lucky. You're going to get to smell a baby soon. I know.
1: Well, you come I by. I'll, I'll let you smell my right? baby. <laughs> you can actually borrow some Johnson of my kids. Johnson Johnson's pink yeah.
0: lotion. <laughs> Oh, I know. I love that. (sighs) Baby smell. It's so crazy how fast things do move. And Amber's like, you know, these guys, her puppies are like 14 months or 14 weeks now. And they're really good. Like she's got them down pat, but they're big dogs. They're not like, they're going to be big like your dogs because they're shepherds. Yeah, I think he's
2: going to be 35 or 40 pounds. So he's not the full ginormous. Version, but he's not a mini. He's sort of like a me. Oh, hers are going to
0: be like sixty-five, seventy pounds. They're going to be big, big dogs. Like bigger big dogs. They have
2: like forty-pound kids at this point. So I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so tell us, tell us about this. Tell us about Good Housekeeping. So good. I'm, I'm like very proud of Good Housekeeping. I, it's eighteen point four million readers, and it sort of talks about um everything everybody cares about so it's everything from really great triple tested recipes to decorating ideas right now is the easter issue and what i love about good housekeeping is the covers because i match my manicure to them I, so every you month and i had to see at Eden Nails in Westfield New Jersey oh, shut Yeah up. um and like that that is you talk about things that i'm passionate about that's like one of my joys in in life is nail art like i get so excited about really fun manicures i think that's the secret if you can get excited about little things you'll be generally happy absolutely
0: 100% right 100%. so my
2: manicure makes me very happy but I, what i love about good housekeeping is there's really something for everyone and we talk to women at all ages and stages of life so it could be everyone from 18 to 80 Um, And everybody finds a different sweet spot. We've really done a lot to sort of refresh it and make it over. Like, you feel the cover. It's this beautiful matte cover. And, you know, we have the Good Housekeeping Institute. So unlike any other magazine, any products we recommend, any advice we give has been vetted by our Good Housekeeping Institute of Scientists. So we have chemists and engineers and PhDs and dietitians and chefs on staff. The the 29th floor of the Hearst Tower is where the institute lives and it's a pretty amazing place. I'd have to I'd love to take Come mom visit, now. come take a tour. Take oh, mom. your mom would lose her mind.
0: You know what she went to ask me about she goes, ask her about the meringue. How do you make the meringue? Oh, so it doesn't, so yes. it doesn't separate. I'm like, Ma, I'm not gonna ask her about meringue. Oh I'll well, take her one there. one tip we gave it. about um
2: is to to chill your tools ahead of time oh yes it's in the next issue it's a really great tip the kitchen told me all about this oh i'm gonna have to tell her so like you chill your tools ahead of time and you'll get a nicer whip
0: Yeah, she said her meringue separates and weeps. And I'm like, I'll ask her, Ma, if I get the chance.
2: Absolutely. She should come for a twirl. People lose their mind over the Institute. It's a really magical place. And it's just neat to see the actual expertise in this world of, like, fake news and BS information. The fact that we have these scientists and experts on staff in the building helping us put this magazine together. So if I tell you an eye cream is great, it's because my chemist... Tested it on the on real people in the Vizia Pro machine, and and saw an improvement of X percent in whatever.
0: I love that. I love this, and you know what? I love the fact. That you're updating it and make it new and relevant because our, our, we've had everybody from Corinne Fox, Jamie Fox's daughter, she was like 23, to 102-year-old Frances Hesselbein, the great-great-great-granddaughter of President Adams, cool. on our show. So we have a vast audience, so this mm-hmm. is cool for them to know that. Well, it's funny, too, and we we really do speak to the young people because what happens is...
2: in these past generations, they've missed out on things like cleaning tips and like right.
0: how do I iron and what's the best way to get red wine out of my white shirt? Oh Meg, you're so right. You know why? Because people got busy working mm-hmm. and they forgot to talk to their kids and teach them common 100%. sense things. And uh. even people getting married, getting engaged, buying their first apartment. Like what vacuum
2: do I want? Okay, right. which one has a good housekeeping seal? What do our ex-dirts stand by? Our cleaning lab is really neat and our vacuum testing, I mean they have like a proprietary mixture of dirt that they mash into the carpet and they do ex Amount of swipes back and forth, and then measure how much dirt was picked up.
0: So oh yeah, it's got, we got to do our show there. It's supposed You should. Okay. It's, it's,
2: it's a and there's sweeping views of Central Park too, which is not so bad. And then the old dining room where everyone from like Eleanor Roosevelt to Tom Hanks to Kelly Clarkson to Richard Branson last night have celebrated. Oh my god! So it's neat. Yeah, it's it's a really I feel very lucky to be able to work where I work. And and I think the irony is if you kind of look at all those things I've done. My career has sort of followed my life stage and passion. Yes. So like when I was itself, yes, those were my selfish years. It was all about me, and I was working out and staying healthy, and la, la, la. Cosmo, I was young and single in the city. Teen people, I was actually a teen. Um, and now this is, you know, like to me everything is home and family and good food, best-in-class products, decorating ideas, ways to celebrate. Um, and we feature really strong, empowered women. And so it, it really just sort of lines up with exactly where I'm at in life. I love Which it. makes work not feel like work. The yes. key in life is making workouts and work not feel like work. Right. What's
1: the secret of? Uh, do you think it's how you are able to line up your career with your life? That's very interesting. How you say that almost is there something or do you, you meditate? Is there something like that? Kind of you, you make this happen or is it just? It just kind of falls that way
2: well I weirdly I so I was a trained actress I went to Mason Gross School of the Arts and and I believe that it was funny when I was studying acting my family was like okay you got to have a backup like Robin Williams always said like what's your backup you can't just be an actor and I think he was a welder as well and my parents always be like what's your backup what's your backup well I think that training that acting training made me successful in life because it taught me to be present in the moment and to experience life as it was happening um So I'm always ready for what's going to come next because I'm always, I am where I am. And what I say to my kids all the time is, who cares what we're having dinner for dinner? Who cares what we're doing tomorrow? Be where you are. Because if you are where you are, and I know it sounds a little Mm woo-woo, but present in that moment and experiencing that, you sort of, it turns your cab light on so that you're ready for experiences. Right. I agree. And so I have, I'm not very ambitious, weirdly, although I've had some success. I just...
1: You're passionate.
2: I'm passionate. I think my my greatest asset in life is really just my passion. I'm never the smartest person in the room. I'm never the prettiest person in the room. I'm never any of those things. But I'm a hundred percent the most passionate person in the room. And because I live so wholly and presently, I think that I've been able to attract good things. I
0: think you're just um, open, Meg. You're just an open person. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have all people will always send me
2: messages like,
0: "Can I read? You have
2: such good energy. I want to read your la la la." And I'm like, I don't really think a lot about how- any of this. <laughs> (laughs) I just am (laughs) you know and so no I'm never going to win an Oscar and Academy Award but that damn that acting training taught me something very important in life Yeah, Yeah, exactly you Mm. never know um but I but I really think that was that was the thing Mm. and like weirdly I'll never one of my acting teachers at one point was like you know if like light falls or someone misses a line on stage something goes wrong it's considered a gift Because it helps you recalibrate and be more truthful and present in the moment. And so, like, I sort of interpret, can I curse? Yeah, go. Shit that happens in life as gifts. Right. I mean, when I was giving my father's eulogy and not to get morbid, you know, he died from uh, five months pancreatic cancer, I was like, you know what? Cancer was a gift. And I can look at this as a gift because you know what it did? It gave me five minutes to try on, five months to try on saying goodbye. It gave me a chance to say, hey, what's your legacy? It gave me those opportunities. and those. So if you look at life as setbacks and hardships as gifts and opportunities for growth and openness, you're going to be okay. Right. Even if it hurts. Right. That's fantastic advice.
0: Right. It is very, very good advice.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. Because people
0: get so caught up in what's next, what's next, what are you going to do next, how are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. And you can't get that far. No, I have no plan. That's what I really have no plan. We (laughs) have no (laughs) plan. We're
2: on the same boat. And my poor husband sometimes, it drives him nuts because he's like, can I just get you to think about this or this or this? I'm like, no. I, can't. <laughs> I was going to ask you, I how can't. does he deal? You know, oh. I'm off
0: script. I don't care about the questions. <laughs> she has to tell us. How does he deal?
2: Well, I, I married my perfect complement. I married my brother's best friend. I'm four years older. I've known him since he was in second grade. He's calm. He's measured. He's practical. He's everything I'm not. So we're a team. And as a team, we sort of steer the ship. Like, he grounds me in ways that are... Very important, and um, you know, like we say, he's the boss of practicality and logic, and I'm the boss of fun and aesthetics. Right. So I make the house really pretty and fun. He makes it function. <laughs> that is sort of how Damn it good goes, thing too. right? <laughs> yes. Damn yeah. Good
1: thing. You tap into aspects of his personality that maybe he didn't even know were there.
2: Yeah, and and he grounds me. I mean, and, and I made that mistake, I think, before finally accepting the fact that I was going to marry my brother's best friend, is I, I dated all these, like, clowns, as my dad would have called them,
1: <laughs> um,
2: who, like, had equal energy or different energy or tried to stifle my energy and didn't let me be me. He lets me be me. He doesn't celebrate every aspect of me, that's for sure, but he lets me be me, and we just, we're just such a team. I mean... I I say that. I don't even know how I would function without him. I mean, we are a team. We certainly wouldn't eat because he cooks.
1: Oh. (laughs) Someone told me uh, that personality is like, uh, somebody described it to me for myself. It's like, you're a pot that needs a lid. So oh,
2: that's funny! I like so, that. So
1: you were the pot that needed a lid because you were dating other pots. Yeah, it didn't work oh, I out think that that's way.
2: really genius. Oh my gosh, that I mean, is very. cute. I don't know if he wants to be described as my lid, but he definitely is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so oh he God, does the cooking.
2: Oh, he does the cooking. Yeah, I don't like. I like to play with food. Um, <laughs> I and, like to eat food. I don't yeah. want to cook it anymore. Well, I like. <laughs> I, I do. I so I say I don't cook. Like I, I made the most insane St. Patrick's Day cupcakes ever. Um but so I play with food and I and I baker. decorate with food. Right, right. I'm not even a good baker, but like what like what I've learned tricks. So like I just instead of like I'm not good with frosting, but so I just like dip them in the sprinkles, so it looks like this beautiful <laughs> did like this beautiful green grass with this rainbow candy with little pots of leprechauns and pots of. I mean, like I can play with food,
0: right? But that's about it. You Can decorate right. the food, and I, I I'm a good decorator in life right <laughs> right 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 and in and, and, and the kids like who takes after who
2: i would say so my it's tricky my they're still their personalities are still evolving my daughter is um well we took the the dance competition in the brownie the girl scout freaky friday dance last week and that made me so proud because i'm like oh yeah she's got my moves <laughs> oh, no. and by my that, moves good. no <laughs> by my moves i mean just like We'll drop it like it's hot without abandon, regardless of the fact that you're off cue, off beat in so many ways. Um, She's really sensitive, really dramatic, a really, like, interesting personality, really creative. She's a sensitive kid, which, you know, like— you have to learn to manage that as a human being. I'm highly sensitive and I learned to channel that through creativity and fitness. Right. So I'm gonna have to give her tools to channel right. that sensitivity. She's an awesome little kid. Um, my son James is stubborn as hell. Um, <laughs> Wait, four? He's he just turned six. Oh, just turned six. Super stubborn and cracks me up. Yesterday he was playing a lot of video games and then subsequently we were painting and doing art and I'm like, You're such a talented artist. Like if you did less video games, you know, you could be doing more of this art. I'm so proud of you. He's gonna be in an art show one of his pieces was featured and he's like yeah mom but the video games give me inspiration (laughs) and I'm like what okay you're six you little conniver (laughs) um and he just got glasses and he's just so cute I want to squeeze him uh and then my baby who was our sandy baby accident wrote about him in the New York Times like the best accident that ever happened he's four and a half he is brilliant He's weirdly smart. Like, I don't even know. Who, I mean, his brother will be doing his homework, and he's like, duh, it's 80. And we're <laughs> like, oh, oh no. Whoa. But, but so kind. Like, he brought his preschool teacher 10 bucks because he thought she could use some money. Wow. And didn't even oh, tell me this. Oh, my god! She's like, I just want to know your little sweetie brought me 10 bucks, and he brought me a, a little pumpkin. And so I was like, "Oh, I don't even know he's bringing you presents."
1: <laughs> Where'd you get the ten bucks from? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they has he has a wad of cash. Wow, they have a wad of yeah, cash, which stuff, Team Murphys they have. And it's shared because they realized that they could buy more together right. with their little pot of loot. So it's like rubber banded together. And it's like probably like 700 ones. Um, <laughs> but he peeled off 10 big ones for his teacher. That is so, so
0: adorable. Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of my family. And, and I, I love my kids more than the world. I know. It's crazy. Even when they're, uh, I was telling Seth about this, even when they're older, like my kids are in their 20s and 30s now. Actually, they're, my daughter just turned 30. So they're all in their 30s now. I I can never think in my head that they're in their 30s and they they get really ticked at me. They'll be like, ma, I've got my doctorate in education. I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I don't care. That's not how you're going to take this down. Like <laughs> right? it just you don't you can't process it. Or maybe it's just me because a lot of my friends can. I guess they say, oh, they're adults. They can do what they want. No, I have a maybe it's just being Irish. I have a very difficult <laughs> oh, no, time no. processing it.
1: No, my parents say I had to, had to set them straight. It's like they start trying to tell me how to do stuff with my kids. Like you yeah, had your chance. Sorry. You know what I do <laughs> though
0: is I really step back. Like they have they all have children and um, my third son is having his third child and I step back I try not to say too much because I don't want to be that mother-in-law yeah. that mother and I taught myself to be like oh whoa, whoa that's cool <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> well
1: it's funny the grandparents that that generation they, they're a little more nervous now like oh you gotta be, I said, wait a minute I was out of the house for hours at a time you don't even know where I was oh my now, god I'm worried about my kids I freak for two seconds freak, yeah. it's hilarious though like the it's, it's, it, way they've changed well, my, my friend had a great story he said uh his father's like, so he was saying something about his sons. This and that. I said, "Dad, you bought us a motorcycle when we were like nine years old. <laughs> True. Like, now you're worried about my kids? Are you kidding?" He goes, "Yeah, because
2: he
0: doesn't want to answer to your wife." Right? It's
1: like, it's like, I, I did <laughs> That's that. how it works. And they don't remember. They have amnesia. Like, I did. I did that. It's like, "Yeah, you did."
0: <laughs> no, no. I get. I freak when I'm with my grandkids. Honest to God, I have five grandkids, and they're all adorable, and I love them all to tears. And I'm the crazy nana. They one of them actually told their their school teacher, "My nana's crazy." And In a like, good oh. way, though. <laughs> okay, but I'm the crazy Nana and I freak. Like, I'm like, oh my God, don't, don't do that or don't do this because I'm afraid they're going to get hurt on my watch. And so I'm going to be the one responsible. That's and my like, kids are like, Ma, you let us jump from the building. I mean, right. oh, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, oh Megan,
1: do you have one, one of your kids that you feel like, oh, uh, this is the one I got to really keep an eye on because they're going to a little more of yeah, a risk crazy. taker?
2: I think like my daughter's going to be a handful. Uh, I was a handful. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my teenage years were a little rough
0: <laughs> <laughs> weren't they all <laughs> so
2: I, I feel like because I see so much of me in her I feel like I'm going to have to be on that has she
0: started it has she, started she she's
2: emotional a little drama suddenly I'm embarrassing you know already wow. a little bit yeah. a little bit a little bit in second grade Oh. So I think I'm going to I'm just going to have to and I just think boys are different. My boys are just easy breezy. Yeah, yeah. Like stubborn and a little bit feisty and physical sometimes where I'm like, "Okay, get him out of a headlock." Right. But I, I think they're going to be pretty smooth sailing, and I'm probably going to have to spend
0: some extra time with my girl. Yep. Boys boys are better until they hit teens. And I, used to say, I say to my daughter-in-laws now, and they were great until they hit 13. I don't know what happened after that, and I have no responsibility. But <laughs> boys are the kind you just kind of pop them in the back of the head say, so knock it off. They're fine. They're happy. They run yeah, along their way. I, I you do that to your daughter, and they look at you for the rest of your life and hate yeah, you. And they know I mean, what day you did it and what time. <laughs> what's your What's your breakdown? I have three sons and a daughter. Okay. Yeah,
1: and I'll be I'll be having the same. You'll have the same There's as something. me. My daughter's two and a half, and she's girl. She's jumping leaps off of things, and she's just,
0: wild, wild. She
1: she's the one who's gonna have to get stitches or break something. God forbid. My boys are easy. They say, oh, she has to be tough because she has older brothers. It's like no, no, she's just. That's they're so, who she they're, is. Yeah, that's just who she yeah. is. They're soft, my boys. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They're soft. <laughs> I got to toughen them up. Took my Aww. son to Taekwondo. He's like, yeah, this is fun.
2: Well, and my middle guy has these dimples, and he knows he has these dimples. So it's like he does something, and then he's like, he just flashes them. He just turns oh. on the dimples, and he knows he's cute. Working oh. it. With Working glasses it. and dimples? Come on. Right. A little boy with glasses and dimples? That's adorable. He can do no wrong.
0: Oh, you but saw your daughter? my daughter. That's right. You yeah. saw my daughter.
1: She yeah. walked
2: in
0: my show. Did yeah. your daughter, Did your daughter work your husband? My husband's a tough
2: cookie, but he has a
0: soft spot for her. He's got it. (laughs) Girls can always work Like,
2: so last night, she had the checklist of things she had to do during this snowstorm to earn slime making, and she had checked everything off the list. Of course, it's like 9 o'clock by the time everything is checked off the list, and she's earned her slime. So the first batch doesn't come out great, and she's devastated. She doesn't make good slime. She wants to be a (laughs) slimeologist. She's going to slime (laughs) camp this summer, and I'm like, sorry, time for bed. And my husband's like... Let's just Google one more recipe. Oh, uh, like I can, M- I can so. help you
1: with that. We've done we've done some good slime at home. Really? Yeah.
2: With or with, so, but with borax, I refuse to use borax.
1: No. Okay. Like the eye solution, right? And yeah. The glue and the glitter glue. Yeah. And the glitter slime. Yeah. No. no. We, have,
2: we we never is the right consistency. I mean, my daughter even wrote a play about slime. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like this is how obsessed she is. We're going to slime camp. There's a slime camp. Oh, you were serious?
1: Yeah. you were not, not joking creative, about
2: creative kids. In Scotch Plains, there's a slime camp this summer. Wow! We are going.
1: Sounds messy. I wish I we could. We just go. bought Do you know if using slime. Borax I never knew how to slime?
2: make it. I will. I'm going to find out. <laughs> as long as it's not in my house. And
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us what's going on at work. What's going on? You well, ju- well, you just had a big one, right? We just
2: ha- we well we just shipped. So we finished the May. I get so confused because we work three months ahead of time. Right. I, I get so confused. We fit, So the May issue is out the door. Now we're working on June. So sometimes it gets confusing because by the time it is June, I'm already back to school. Like my brain is on September. So you have to – it's hard when you're trying to be present and you're working three months ahead of time, let me tell you. Um, but it's like nonstop activity. There's always something fun and new happening at Good Housekeeping. It's it's a My husband calls it Candyland. He's like, oh, you have can- you're have, you going to Candyland today? Because he's like, you just can't believe so much fun and excitement and newness happens every single day. Oh, that is so
0: awesome. That's
1: your job. Yeah,
0: I, that yeah. that is very, very cool. So what's next? Like, what is do you want to do? Do you have any, like, I want to yeah. jump out of a, you know, a plane? What
1: do no, you want to do? No, I don't do? want
2: to do that. Um, you know, to tell you the truth, I really don't think about it.
1: Okay. Present, remember? I she's really, in the present.
0: I know,
2: yeah, I, know I love it that though, sounds we, so crazy. Like, because I, I feel like, and some people have like those vision boards and you're supposed yeah, you, to put it out me. there. No. I mean, I put everything out there all day long and then I just assume that good things will somehow come to me. I have the sort of this mantra of like be the good you want to see in the world, like put the energy out there and then you will attract the energy you need. I mean, that's as woo woo as I get. Like, I, like, I definitely feel like. Like, if you're open, the right things come to you.
0: I, I agree a thousand percent. People are like, Seth and I are, um, we're going to be taking a little hiatus from here, and we're looking for a new place to go. We're looking for a new studio. And I st- people are like, are you worried? I'm like, no. They're Maybe like, Maybe in Westfield. Yeah.
1: Oh, there you go. I have a studio in the house. Yeah of the address which I have to edit out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they say, no, go, Are you worried? I'm like, No, we have we've had like a million opportunities. We're just looking for the right one. We want to be someplace where it's very cool and women feel welcome and there's a lot going on, but um, they're like, Aren't you good? like aren't you really worried and concerned? I'm like, no, it'll happen. Yeah. Well and, I learned it, once
1: I learned once, sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. Uh, worry, doubt, and fear are a complete waste of time.
0: True that. I believe that. I mean.
1: Because, I mean, we all do it, but you have to kind of like, you have to take it and get rid of it because it's just, it's not going to help you.
2: Well, so we, we, my daughter has has some worry, some problems with worrying. We put, we made on the wall, we put this line and above it, you can put everything that you can control that you're worrying about and below it, anything you can't control. And basically the only thing you can't control is the weather. So that is the only thing you have any legitimate time worrying about because everything else you can control. Right, 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 right. Like you can't awesome. go to
1: school yesterday because it wasn't happening. Yeah, you, that was the weather's fault. Yeah.
2: So we can't worry about it.
1: And well, sorry acting class was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Wink.
0: <laughs> well, that's amazing. Uh, we can't appreciate we really appreciate you coming in. Oh, super fun. And it's super because yesterday we had to cancel or we had to postpone to today, so we really really welcome you and are happy that you came in to see us. And is there any big tip that you want to give women out there because there's a lot of women out there that'll call her. We get a lot of letters. In fact, I got one this morning that we have to read, but um people be like oh how did you get the life or how do you get that job or I can't do that or I can't do that and I hear it over and over and over and over from women and I don't believe it I'm sorry what do you suggest to people tell women they say well wow Meg you've got the life you've got the job you you've always had this you've always had that but you've always done what
2: Yeah, well, the the key is I've always followed my passion. And I think that I've always taken the crap in stride. I mean, it's not like I've had an easy life. I've had some real doozies of of tough experiences. And I think those tough experiences of, I mean, I lost my best friend when I was 16. Wow. Again, not to get all gloom and doom, but I think that it helps you really kind of take stock in what really matters and it it helps you kind of reprioritize and focus. Um, And I, I think like maybe what you think you want isn't what you need. Right. right? Like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. Well, why? Why right. is that what's going to really make you happy? And I think that you have to kind of listen to your gut, trust your intuition. Um unfortunately, I had to lay someone off and, you know, she just got a new job today and and she, you know, said thank you. Because you know what? She was in the wrong job. Right. And When you open yourself up to more possibilities, take chances, take risks, what you think you want, what you think you need might not be what is actually best for you.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: I mean, that's again. if you would have said to me 10 years ago, you're going to be the executive editor of Good Housekeeping and you're going to be going on the Today Show and Live with Kelly and la, la, la. I wouldn't have thought that was my future or my life because I couldn't have predicted it then. Why should I try to predict where I'll be in
0: five years or five minutes? right. You right. know, it's. I think that there's too much emphasis on what's next. What's next? What's next? It's always constantly in everybody's mouth. And I
2: would also say that people are like, I can't believe how much you do. How do you? How do you fit it all in? How can you do so much? And the truth is, I don't really waste. A lot of time thinking about how I just do. I find it is so easy. To be like, I couldn't possibly do this. I couldn't possibly do. This. There's no time. Well, you just wasted a, like a, a good seven to ten minutes worried about why you couldn't do something that could have spent spent doing it. I agree, right? So
1: Between five oh three and ten seventeen. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, right. I mean, like the, <laughs> that's the key. The key times. Well, thank you, Megan. You're going to stay, and you're going to sit through some of our stuff, but tell everybody where they can find you.
2: So I'm mostly active on Instagram, and that is at Megan with all the letters, M-E-A-G-H-A-N-B. It's B. Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y, at, uh, well, that's just what it is, at Megan B. Murphy. And um, I'm also on Facebook, and I run the best field for Westfield, New Jersey, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm on Twitter, but hardly ever. Me oh, wait, too. You, Twitter's kind of- You
1: do? You run the Westfield Facebook?
2: I, I run Bestfield.
1: Bestfield. Okay. Yeah,
2: I created Bestfield. It was
1: like the Westfield uh, page I, I I went in on a couple of weeks ago. And oh, yeah, yeah. We had my that neighbors, on my show. neighbors yeah. called <laughs> the cops on me because I didn't shovel because it turned to ice, the sidewalks. And I was out there shoveling and the branches were falling, so I decided not to risk my life for the yeah. sidewalk. And then they called the cops on me.
2: Wow, that's I, great neighbors. I, yeah,
1: five years I've been shoveling. The, wow. I, you know, I missed one time. No,
2: I don't go on the actual Westfield page. It's mm. too negative. Oh, my God. So I, I run tr- Bestfield, New Jersey, which is a love letter to the town, and it is only good vibes.
1: I'm going to see if I can join, if you'll let me. We'll see.
2: Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's not. It's a page. You oh, it is. You don't you even wanna, have to join. You can yeah, just follow for good news. and joy.
1: Okay. Because
0: I hate negative energy. Yeah, but we never do negative energy. There's news. not an town not to. at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to have... Um, The news It's going to be Headlines and Headaches, but we want to thank you again, Megan, for coming. My pleasure. Hang in there. We'll be back.
2: The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you.
0: And we're back. And we've got headaches and headlines. Tough brother Seth, take it away.
1: Uh, This uh, big one is the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Uh, I'm sure most people follow this story uh, regarding Facebook, sharing all our information. Um, it's funny. Melissa is always saying to me, she's like, Alexa's on in our house. Like, they're listening to everything we say. And, you know, mine's
0: still in the box. I refuse to take it out.
1: Uh, you can unplug it. You know, and I don't think it works with the, when it's unplugged. But, uh, and this, this was not surprising to, I think, people who are really, you know, follow social media and everything. We know that they're, they're, it's all about data. That, that's, the, that's the big thing for business right now is collecting data. I mean, that's what Google does. That's what Amazon's doing, and and that's what Facebook is doing. So it's not that surprising. It's just it's it's good that this has come out, and you know I think he's trying to Zuckerberg's trying to do the right thing by it now that he's caught. I guess you should say, but I'm not that surprised by it. And I guess people who don't really have anything to hide shouldn't really I, like. Melissa gets upset about it, and I don't. I was like, all right, so.
0: Well, you know what? I'm not surprised by it, but what I am su- not, and I'm not going to say surprised. I'm not surprised by it, but what I was upset about was how they can harvest things from so many different channels, and have like there's stuff out there about you that you have no idea, that you sent to somebody privately or, you know, and nothing's ever private online. Remember, I tell my kids this, I've told them this their whole life because my kids grew up online, I say to them, when you type it and push enter, it's there forever. It lives and breathes forever. You can say you delete it, you can say this, you can say that, somewhere it went through some central server somewhere and it's always easily found. I'm trying to imagine though, like
2: what information I have on Facebook that I would care about. Like, uh, like I keep going. I'm like, would I care about that? I posted it. Who cares? What if you did a
0: private message to one of your friends? I don't say
2: like I don't say anything to anyone that I wouldn't say publicly. Me either.
0: Me either. Uh, Like
2: I'm such an open book. So that like I'm listening to this and listening to this all over the news and this and I'm like, I, I just don't know. I mean, my social security number. I guess if I've typed, but I haven't typed that into Facebook.
1: But you typed it somewhere. But i typed yeah. it somewhere, we all have. so like
2: that yeah. kind of thing, like well, financial it's information. Theft, right? yeah. that, the stolen identity stuff scares me. I lost mm. my license in the airport, and oh. I always like, Ugh. but. Well,
1: well, here's an interesting part of it too. Like, this is something that you and I could worry about. Is. Um, a scandal broke out on Reddit over deep, deep fakes, which is a technology using artificial intelligence to digitally insert celebrities into pornographic videos using nothing more than a still photo. Yeah, that's so terrifying. people that be able to take, like, God forbid, our kids or oh, something girl. else. Right. Oh, my God. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Bad but, you know, I'm touch. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, never, you don't yeah, know what that's... people are capable of. It's a little scary. We, You know, we're, we're parents with young children now trying to navigate this, this new world, and you know with social media and computers and smartphones and like you know being able to having to manage that's I'm and sure it's scary, a daunting I, task
2: I'm very public I mean right. you know I'm working a magazine I'm on television right. I post all the time and it is my, my, my husband is much more conservative than me and is always like don't post that don't post that we go on vacation he's like it's just an advertisement that you're away like come on don't post don't post don't post and I'm kind of like but I it's see my yeah job. Sure, like me. yeah that,
0: I do that too I'm on my own social media and I have a huge following And my kids have already asked me, do not post, I do not post pictures, I rarely, I'm not going to say do not, rarely post pictures of my grandchildren, rarely, where I used to do it a lot. Now that my following is so large, I do not do it. I don't really post where I live, what town, because my son's a police officer and he's like, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you should be putting out what town you're in. So I'm a little bit leery that way and a little bit more cautious that way. But back in the, I mean, if you wanted to go backwards and look at the stuff I posted five, six years ago, mm-hmm. you'd still find, you'd find it.
1: Well, uh, I work with a security expert that Karen yeah. has met. His name's Paul Violas. He's on CBS TV a lot, too, for national security stuff. But he also for things like that, he said, you don't post pictures on your vacation. You just, and he's just, just like your husband. Yeah. He's like, it can wait till you get back. I mean, you can, you know. But
2: then it's my thing. It's like, I'll post them when It'll I'm back and moment. you're going to rob me while I'm home. <laughs>
1: they're not gonna rob <laughs> you in right. your home, because they because no, they, they'll
2: think I'm on vacation. So if you do like the no,
1: if it's dated or whatever, they won't. And, you know, it, no, I know what you're saying, but yeah. uh, people they want they'll see the cars and the lights on. They want an easy target. That's why that's the whole thing about.
2: I live a block from the police station, which always brings me comfort. Good girl. Um,
1: you know by what, what
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't keep saying the names. That's a park.
1: Any, <laughs> <laughs> it's not just an address. A big park.
0: Anyway, what what really bothered me too about this article, and it bothers me still because. You know, I, I owned an in-house marketing agency and advertising agency for over 20 years. So I came from television, radio, all my life. Um, the virtual reality human being bothers me. Smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. I mean, it, the whole, wow, I have 2 million followers. Smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Stop, you know. Unless they get, there's a lot of interaction like we have. We do get a lot of interaction from our listeners. Um, it's, it's tough. So social media is, you know, a lot of it is smoke and mirrors because I came from media. So, you know, you must see it. Like you, you've got, you've got legitimate subscribers, though. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. And do you have a hard? You cannot possibly have a hard time finding advertisers in your mag, do you?
2: Well, I mean, the business is changing, but I mean, of all the magazines, we have such an an incredible reputation. People trust Good Housekeeping, um, and advertisers know they're speaking to a really captive audience so right, that's right. are you great. online oh yeah we've goodhousekeeping.com we're on instagram um we're on facebook we're all over the place we're everywhere
0: our readers want to be excellent 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 so anyway to this to the point of this story um what do you think seth i mean
1: <sighs> well and also more about the you know it could have affected the presidential election i mean the data that's out there the artificial data it's 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 mind-blowing a little bit if you if you think about it too much you can get you can make yourself crazy I, I tend to not, not worry about something I can't control.
0: Well you know what like we're not stopping On a, pers- it. On a
1: personal level. Yeah. yeah.
0: We're not stopping it. Social media's here I mean the internet's here the connectivity of the world is here we're not stopping it so we need to either figure out how to regulate a little bit or we have to be proactive as human beings and as, as people in the world and regulate it ourselves. Well,
2: and it was like people were calling for the end of Facebook. And I think that's sort of dramatic. I mean, think about what it does for small business. Think right. about what it does you know, for, for people's social lives. Like, I think there's a lot of positive that Facebook does do.
1: And you can get off Facebook. And if yeah, you, want and you can Facebook. always take
2: a, take a detox. It's like, yeah. the, it's like the old <laughs> yeah. school
1: Howard Stern argument. Like, oh, I hate Howard Stern, so don't, don't listen to don't him. Don't listen. I that's like, easy. These are choi- people have choices. Yes. <laughs> but they want to make their choices everyone else's choice. That's right, right, right. That's right. the issue. All right, we're going to move on? Yeah. All uh, right, uh, this is good for us. This is uh, times you should uh, always say no to your kid. You know, um, they say, you know, according to Laura Markham here, sometimes we say no too much to our kids and it could have lasting damage, but there are definitely scenarios when you should never be afraid to tell a kid no. I think... uh I think where we, we live, uh, some people don't tell their kids no, ever. <laughs> That's just my opinion, okay? I don't think it's just where you yes. live. I see a lot True. of people in the
0: store that don't tell their kids yeah. no. That's
1: just what I see. Um, so let's, let's go over some of these uh, real quick, uh, some of the times you should never say no to a kid. This first one might sound obvious, but uh, for me, this is a big one. In a parking lot, you, you always have to hold hands with your kids. I mean, I, I remember one time, uh, like last summer, I pulled up to the beach, and my, uh, he was like three at the time he hopped out and started and it was a kind of parked diagonal he started to go and i just i reached i grabbed i got his arm because there's you can't see the cars can't see Absolutely. you you can't see the cars and the scary things even my son he climbed out of a, a stroller once when i was talking to the neighbors and started going in the street and i barely you know i just instinctively grabbed the arm quickly it's it's yeah you know, hold it's, on to your kids it's so that's scary. why
2: i love a hooded sweatshirt oh absolutely I can get that hood <laughs> 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 you're not going anywhere little guy
1: yeah we we're very we're very tough with the parking lot I mean that's, that sounds like an obvious especially one especially our Trader
2: Joe's parking lot my goodness oh my gosh that it's, place is nuts.
1: that's yeah, a nightmare that place it's a whole other conversation. That could be a whole show on just the <laughs> Trader Joe's parking lot um, <laughs> if your kid's hurting other kids you, you know or hurting your pets or something you know you, you that's a you gotta stop them from doing that you know my two and a half year old daughter beats up. The I'm going to call
2: that a duh, though. Like, what parent isn't going to stop? Right. For, like that's like I know to say no in that instance. So I right. want some more surprises.
1: Well, because you know everyone treats their pets well and are great to everyone. I
2: would hope so.
1: You would think so, but that's not always the case. Uh, if you're if you're witnessing or taking part in bullying, obviously. I, I, well, what I, do, I do you do?
0: Like, she's two and a half, so she starts whacking on your son. What are you I, doing? I,
1: I try. Well, sometimes he provokes her, which is like, hey, mm-hmm. dude, you, you kind of yeah. stop poking the bear because yeah. you're going to get smacked. Yeah. Other times we tell her, you don't hit your brother, but she's also two and a half, yeah, so it's I hard to reason harder. with a two and a half year old. But we try to, we try as much as possible. Is there
0: a time out situation?
1: then you yell at her and she'll come and she'll put her head down and say, oh, sorry, dad, da
0: Oh, mm. she's got your rap. Oh,
1: yeah, totally. I'm done. Uh, yeah, bullying, obviously, either way, if you're getting bullied or bullying, you know, you, you got to really, sometimes you, as a parent, right, you have to kind of step back and, and if you call out your kid if your kid's doing something wrong, too. Like you don't want your kid to be the bad kid but it happens. But
2: I also find it not in front of their friends too. I try not to embarrass my kids because right. I think that's Uneffective, well, ineffective. Demasculating. Yeah. Ineffective? ineffective. Right.
1: Agree. Yeah, you don't want to embarrass your kids. Yeah. So that's, I,
2: I really work hard on teaching empathy too and sort of teaching my kids like what do you think that made them feel like? How did it make you feel? And just sort of trying to right. get them to understand.
1: Oh, uh, we just do guilt. Like, <laughs> yeah. You wasted this food. You know, those people, don't, kids don't have food, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, we're bad parents. Okay. Uh for kids destroying personal property. You're right. So far these are duh, pretty obvious. Right? Yeah. yeah. Obvious. For kids undressing in public, uh Well,
0: yeah, yeah duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, wait. you know what? Come on, so undressing in public, okay, like taking off other clothes. Like,
2: yes, take your pants off now. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, you got your shirt off and pants next. <laughs> right, great. Exactly. Lose the yes. diaper. Yeah, no exactly. problem. Yeah.
1: Okay, and now just go to the bathroom. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> on the uh, tire. It's okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is we, this list is kind of lame. I, know. I, gotta say. I If you're that. misbehaving in a restaurant, yeah,
2: obviously, we, this my, is
1: the absolute worst. My daughter, yeah, the it's, worst. We yeah. we d- try not to even take her out, unfortunately. Um Yeah, you have to you have to stop your kids though. But again, a two and a half year old kind of tough to stop. Uh On airplanes, yeah, come on.
2: I'm not. I've, I was hoping some of these would be a little more surprising. Yeah. Me too. Actually. I don't find myself wrestling with yes versus no in any of these scenarios. Well, I'm a, a I'm a clear no.
1: I'm with you. Uh, When you teach them about strangers, it's that most adults are trustworthy, but it's more applicable here if your child is is alone without a trusted adult. When you're leaving your child alone. Yeah,
2: please, parent of the year, let's
0: discuss. Right. (laughs) Give us a call on that one. Right.
1: Children need to, you know, this is something that you think is obvious, but you do have to hammer this point home. Children need to be told that they should never, under any circumstances, go home with someone they don't know. Or with any adult, the parent hasn't given them express permission to be
0: with. Well, did you ever see that show on TV where the, they set the kids up and then somebody goes up oh, and talks to them? And the, the, the parents 2020 are, kind of show. Yeah, behind the three yeah, parents yeah, are yeah. sitting what there. Would yeah, what would you do? Yeah, what would you do? Whatever. The I'd one walk guy, away. the one guy's uh, was a cop, and it was his daughter, and they had like the ice cream truck up. Hey, free ice cream! Come on, and well, you want to get That's in the truck fair. and see what the it's it happens. Oh. Want to get in the truck and see what the ice cream looks like when it's, you, you know how are we doing the ice cream his daughter and he's like you just see the guy sweating huge bullets and he's sitting there watching this his daughter got to the truck and looked in and went no and then turned around and went back and the other two girls got in because she was with her friends and she just made that like that was the decision that her parents hammered into her head mm-hmm. no Uh Uh-uh. I don't care. But I think the key, too, is you have to play out scenarios. I mean, I've
2: played out every scenario. If so-and-so neighbor asked you to come into their house, what do you say? Right. No. If so-and-so pulled up in front of a car and mommy didn't know about it or or the babysitter, what what do you say? Like, I have gone through every, like, crazy-pants scenario so that my kids know how they would react in any possible fathomable situation because I'm a weirdo about that. Right. Hey, when
1: you do those lessons, can you let me know? I'm yes, kids send over. over some kids. <laughs> yeah. I'll believe have do ten dollars Do you do the, and if mommy's ones.
2: hurt and somebody,
0: oh, mo- your mom's hurt? Come on, we oh, get all my kids one.
2: know my phone number. Excellent. My my four-year-old is like, knows my phone number, recites it. Like It's part of the bedtime routine is what's your address, what's my mommy's phone number, what would you do like?
1: A, B, good. C, D, 917. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Good.
2: Good, 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 Especially because we, were, my husband and I, were talking about this. There's no house phones anymore, right? So how, like, what's a kid going to do in emergency? We need to invent like an emergency button for homes.
1: We have a house phone because it comes with the whole vi- files, like we triple play. We just the cord. Oh, I got to talk to you about that too. Yeah. I, oh, I my husband would that. love
2: to talk to you about that. Oh. He tells everyone it's like he should be like making commission because he's obsessed with cutting the cord now.
1: I, <laughs> I do. I want to talk to your husband. Definitely. All right. The last one is that when your kid makes plans with a friend. Um the rule of the Markham family was that you, you couldn't break an agreement you made to spend time with someone just because you got a better offer. Well, it's just like, yeah, sticking to well, yeah, your commitments. I agree with that. I'm big on. Commitment. I agree with that.
0: Okay. Well, here's the one that I wanted to add to this when I was okay. reading this. Okay. So I kept thinking about this. People that let their kids join sporting events or Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, whatever the event, a social event, and then lets them quit because I don't like it, it's not fun. No, in my house, if you wanted to join uh, rope climbing and you got there and you couldn't climb the rope and you hated it and I can't do it and I don't want to go, you were finishing out the season. Yeah. You were
1: you're counted on, right. It's, it's teaching a commitment.
2: I shit the bed on this one this year. My daughter signed <laughs> up for dance and it was a full year commitment. I paid for the costume at the end of the year, the whole thing. We made it till December and I let her quit. And we, it was a really tough decision. It was she was miserable and I felt like she was overextended in general, like too many activities, and it was she she really hated it. And my husband and I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth cuz we're such finished what you start people. But it was a full year commitment and I, and I just couldn't stand to see her. A four year's her. a long
0: time for her. It, you know
2: age. what? It was. And and she just, what we discovered is she loves to dance, but not choreographed, organized dance. Right. Like, she's doing an organized dance kind of thing now with her Brownie troupe, or a Girl Scout troupe, and she doesn't like the choreography. She just <laughs> wants to freestyle, right. which I fully ex- respect and get. <laughs> um, and that was the one, the one, th- I, I like well, still have question myself on that one no, should have I exceptions. let her quit but. there's
1: exceptions to the rule and you have well, to read, read the year. situation you yeah. know your kid better than anyone else when and I
2: got the $150 costume that we won't be wearing I was like <laughs> awesome put yeah. that in the dress up bin yep, yep, nothing yep. like green neon feathers but you okay. know again it's, it was a year that's a long and event. that's the thing And that's, that's also one of,
1: thing right you did it once and that's,
2: the th- and that's what my husband and I sort of was the determination like it was too much of a commitment we learned the lesson we're not going to sign up for anything for a full year ever again we got to test the waters Right. She had never done a dance class in her life
0: right and we signed on for a year big mistake right 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 well I think that that's a great idea I mean I think at that point done. So anyway, I'm gonna get to um, a letter that we got this morning and I'm gonna probably be choppy with this one but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this out. Okay. I, I was surprised to get this. I heard a little bit about it. Last week from a friend of mine, um, Jess Branis is a friend of mine. She has a podcast called Drinks with Jess, and she asked me about this because she knows these people, and then I got this this morning. So David Gibson Smith's family's h- hoping a new $5,000 reward will tempt anyone who knows anything about the 28-year-old's disappearance to come forward. So I guess... In August 6th, he um, took a trip from South Jersey into Maryland to visit a friend. And um, that was the last he was seen or heard from. And there was like a lot of extenuating circumstances. And actually Dateline has been following this. And his name again is David Gibson Smith. And he was in Maryland. And he was driving a blue Toyota Camry, which they've already recovered, but um, when they couldn't get in touch with him and his phone was off or maybe it ran out of, you know, cell battery or whatever the case is, they got really concerned. And if anybody knows anything about this this guy, please look him up online. It's David and it's Gibson. It's a G-I-P-S-O-N Smith and his parents and his family. And it come kind of full circle back to what i was saying earlier when they're your kids it doesn't matter if they're 28 if they're eight if they're you know 58 they're your children and his mother is extremely distraught and i said to my girlfriend when she talked to me about it i would absolutely mention it and say that if you know something please um, contact it's called the howard county police department and um you know maybe you can if you're in the maryland area if you've seen him he's six foot four they say he, he's noticeably you know he's handsome he's somebody you'd notice and you've heard anything about it but it's been uh, quite some time it's been since august so i hope they find this kid
1: it's scary and uh, i told you uh, i have a cousin who's uh has been missing for quite a while since december wow. from florida and kind of disappeared on his family but oh, I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, <gasps> I'm so yet. sorry. Not found yeah.
2: yet. Did he have struggles with addiction or any kind of mental illness? Or there's a
1: little, I, little like, none of the addiction part, but a little bit mental. Like, okay. th- he was acting strange. And it seems like, but it seems a little premeditated, too, at the same time. So, like, they don't think he's dead. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of weird things here. Well, David, was right. he was definitely a recovering um, addictive you know he had some addiction issues and his parents are are wonderful people they thought he was doing much much better and he went on this little trip from south jersey to maryland you know I, i hate it because the first words out of my mouth when i was talked to about this was oh did he have problems with drugs and alcohol be, and it, it it almost like people are like, well, you know, that doesn't mean we're still missing him. And I didn't mean it like that. It's just like one of those. But it things. helps you rule out,
2: like, was he abducted by aliens, right. or is there some other right. backstory to give some
0: clarity to the situation? I just
1: wish you, you know, if someone wanted to walk away, they can at least say, "I'm walking away." I said that. I said, "Well, well he's an adult.
0: He's mm-hmm. 28 years yeah. old. Maybe he just wanted to walk away." But that's so wrong. I mean, look at these. Be- the mother is tortured by this. The father, the family's tortured. Not
1: knowing by is the wor- worst. You know, this my cousin left it behind a wife and two kids. I mean, oh, my God. It's yeah. terrible. And yeah, it, it's nothing
0: still, right? You've never heard another word about no. anything.
1: No, I'm close with the sister and I, I follow up with her. That's that's very you know, the sad. Mo- the mom's been looking for him and you have little clues here and there, but uh, nothing's panned out.
0: No, I, well, I mm. hope they find him, and I, or I hope definitely they find him, mm. and I hope that they find David Gibson Smith. Look it up on um, the web, and you can hear read a little bit about it. And if you know anything about it, please let us know. And when we get back, we're going to do mails in. until brother Cecilia with the mail. The one tough mother podcast: real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back, and again, um, Megan had to leave because she had a meeting, but we had Megan Murphy here, the um, executive editor of Good Housekeeping Magazine, and she was amazing. What an amazing, amazing interview. I didn't ask her any of the questions I had written up because she was great, man. She just She's very, very... Um open she tells you everything you want to hear and everything you want to know which is cool I love that about people like she really just came for real talk and that's what we are anyway so all I have to say right now is mail's in
1: all right Mail's in email number one dear to one tough mother our <laughs> seven-year-old son Evan is a blonde-haired blue-eyed uh, blonde-haired brown-eyed bully he calls the girls in his class ugly and fat to the point that they cry the l- little girl's mothers call the teacher to complain and the teacher calls us Today we got a call from his teacher who told us our son called his classmate, a kid he tells us is his friend, stupid. We don't even allow the word stupid at home. When my husband confronted Evan about calling his friend stupid, Evan said, well, he is. Then he proceeded to tell my husband and I that he gets special help for math. Okay. Evan is an only child and we spend an enormous amount of time with him. We have always talked to him about what is and what is not acceptable behavior. So I have no idea where he comes up with all of this. We've taught him not to call names or pick on others because they are different, but for some reason he is now doing the complete opposite. Before Evan started this behavior, I always thought that, that bullies were from homes where the child was either neglected or abused in some way. I certainly have a different opinion now. I have no idea how he could be so mean spirited at such a young age. I didn't think kids his age had such meanness in them. My husband and I talk to him, ask him if something is bothering him. If anyone in school or after school uh, care is mean to him, and he says no. At this point, we are considering punishment because we don't know what else to do help.
0: You know what? I always thought, like she thought, if kids were mean or bullies or whatever the case is, that they had a, um, they must be experiencing that at home. They're, they're, you know, from a bad family or... Or,
1: or more or likely, a, right?
0: Or a troubled family. More likely. That's what I always thought. Yeah. But then, um, I don't know, for some reason, every once in a while one of your kids will just get a mean streak. And I don't know if it's something they've seen or something they've been exposed to or... I don't know. I You're just going to have to stay on top of the kid and really, really maybe give them you know, lessons on empathy. And like, how would you feel if this was this? And how would you feel if that was that... And the punishment
1: only... might be not a bad idea either if if you have to. No, uh, you
0: absolutely have to at this point. How old did they say he was? Seven. seven. Here, no, no, And here's
1: yeah. my thing. Um, we I don't know if we have all the facts here. Right. Does this kid have access to a computer or a phone or a tablet? What is he? What programs is he watching? Do you two have conversations that maybe are a little abrasive to each other's parents is, you know, parents argue and maybe you don't think he hears you, but maybe he does. The
0: other one is, it, she said af- after school care or after care, So that must be after school. Is Are there kids there How that much, are bullying other kids and he's watching it?
1: Maybe you know? he's witnessing it, but right. you, just because you ask him doesn't mean you're getting the whole story. You may want to talk to the teachers and the people at aftercare to see get a vibe for how these kids are behaving.
0: I agree with you 100% because the teachers are obviously calling her and saying and uh, calling her husband and saying something's going on with this kid. But did you did you talk to anybody aftercare?
1: Right. I so, mean, I
0: don't know if that's if that's a school or what it is. Usually
1: it's a, usually I would think it's a learned behavior. I think that's the point you're making. So, I don't think this kid's just coming out with it unless he has some kind of a mental issue himself right. right
0: or maybe he's angry about something that happened to him at school or, or, or in aftercare or whatever the case is sit and talk to the kid and yes if it's getting out of hand and he's not listening yes you're gonna have to punish him you know there has to be consequences for things Pe- people forget that you know consequence children have to learn sometimes through consequences so you you have to talk to him and if he doesn't want to listen up then you better do something about it
1: yes let's move on to email number two Dear OTM, one that's one tough mother, for those who are not acronym friendly. Um <laughs> my niece is seventeen and a complete hypochondriac. She's a beautiful girl, smart as a whip and very friendly. However, she goes on shows to more doctors' appointments in a month than my seventy three year old mother. My sister is constantly driving her from here to there for this and that and doesn't appear to think it's odd. When I mentioned to Amy, my sister, that I, I thought it was becoming obsessive, my sister got very annoyed. She says they are worried because Iris hasn't felt well since she tested positive for Lyme's disease two years ago. The appointments are just to be sure Iris doesn't relapse. Relapse? I don't even remember her being sick. From what I knew, she tested positive after finding a tick and had to go on an antibiotic. I know it's none of my business, but I wonder if all this worry will affect Iris in some odd way. What are your thoughts?
0: I think it will. I think it'll, uh, you know, I think that um, hypochondria is a a learned behavior as well. I think people get crazy about this stuff. and The mother is obviously toting around doing all this stuff. So maybe they're like, are you okay? How do you feel? Is it an only child? It doesn't say. I was going to say maybe it's an only child and she's like really concerned. You know, uh, it gets, it becomes obsessive. I have a couple of friends that are actually hypochondriacs and they admit they are hypochondriacs. And it, they get obsessed with something, and they have to have reassurance over and over and over and over and over and over. So, um, yeah, this could be a pattern for I'm the gonna, rest of I, life.
1: I, I'm going to play devil's advocate to what you said. And okay. So, Lyme's disease is serious. I've known people.
0: Yeah, my kid had it. Right now,
1: but there's different levels of it too. Right. And does I don't know if this aunt has all the information. Maybe maybe she's overreacting to it. Um, you know, she tested positive for Lyme's disease two years ago, and. That would freak me out as a parent too. I, maybe there's something to this, but it's also you know, uh, give your sister a little bit of the doubt and trust her. That's her kid. Let her. Why is it bothering you so much? Right. right. You know, like she said, I know it's none of my business, but it might affect Iris in some way. But you know, at a certain point, it's somebody else's kid.
0: Right. You know. Okay. Uh, and
1: my brother started. You know, I, I actually lived through this because I, I made some controversial choices with my kids, and um. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. So that's personal, but um. And it's not, you know, I don't want to make this about me, but, you know, and I've gotten some pushback from my family. And I said, I said, I made what I thought was the best choice for me and my family, right. period. Right. So I imagine Amy is doing the same for her daughter. So you can look at this, look at this two ways. Right. You know, it's tough when you get these letters or one way and we don't always have all the facts. So it's easy to get that answer. Yeah. do I, How do I feel about hypochondriacs? I mean, you know, my 10 year old's a hypochondriac, so... I, oh I, yeah he is? Well, a little bit you know everything's like oh. you know he gets a little is
0: that attention though Is a it for attention? he's like oh
1: well because he's the oldest so maybe he's not getting okay. as much attention right. so it's possible um and even when he goes to his dad's house it's my stepson so he's also has two younger siblings there so he's always the oldest maybe not getting as much attention okay so that's possible um but i think you can look at this a couple different ways so oh i do too yeah. so
0: thank you for bringing out that point um no problem. for me i'm like all right figure it out you know take her to a couple more doctors and and my son had lyme's disease and it was very very serious but um you know don't get you know don't get crazy it could be
1: debilitating it could cripple oh no he
0: lost his sight he he clearly remembers being able to see and then then like the next day he couldn't see really it was clear it was very yeah
1: okay let's move on email number three dear one tough mother My husband, Jack, wants to go on a cruise and I hate to go on vacation. That's a red flag. Yeah. Okay. I can't sleep in a disgusting bed in a hotel, use a strange bathroom or eat from a kitchen I have never seen. Wow. It has never been an issue in our marriage before because we have never had the money to go on vacation. But now the kids are grown and we're doing better financially, Jack really wants to get away. And I don't blame Jack. Right. So I just added that. I've told him I don't want to go and said for him to take a friend or a sister she would really love to go, but he refuses. That's weird. Uh, He—that ins- oh, was me again too. He insists that this is something he really wants us to do uh, together, and even though he he, underst- he knows how I feel, how do I get him to understand? You know. As a couple, you, you got to. Life is compromises as a couple. The only way it works to be a couple is to compromise. Absolutely. If this is something really important to Jack, go on the vacation with Jack. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little angry. Go on vacation with Jack. Get Take out of your comfort cruise. zone. He doesn't want to go with his sister on a cruise. That's disgusting. Okay, go with your husband. You know, unless like you got some Oh my God, Seth, phobia, how do you feel
0: about this? <laughs> unless you have some real
1: phobia, like unless it's something that's going to be damaging to your health, suck it up and do this for Jackie. You might surprise yourself. You might have some fun. Take yourself out of your own comfort zone and do this for your husband. Do you love your husband? Do something for him. I'm sure he would do something for you that you wanted to do. And going on vacation is probably the best thing ever, you know? And maybe the, figure out what you want to do, where you want to go. And then go there next. Right.
0: Get a glass of wine oh or a God. bottle of wine or a case of wine. Have a couple of drinks just chill. And if you don't, wait, first think, of all, this comes from a world traveler my whole life, okay? And I've slept in more hotels than I've slept at home, I'm sure. So bring your it, own
1: blanket if you yeah, have to. Yeah, like. exactly. Take, take precautions. Bring your own
0: blanket and wrap up in it. Bring your own pillowcase. I mean, yeah, don't get crazy. Bring Lysol. Bring whatever you need to bring, but go with him. He's your husband and he's earnest.
1: And she said, how do I get him to understand? Well, you need to understand. <laughs> how do How do we get you to understand that Jack wants to go on all right, vacation let's be a little like more a normal gentle. person?
0: Let's be a little more gentle No, I think something a
1: little tough love here. You know, I'm sorry. I, I
0: stop. I think you know I,
1: I'm usually very nice, but this is just this <laughs> ticks me off. It's poor Jack. He's raised oh, the kids. Oh,
0: Megan shouldn't have left for this one. <laughs>
1: he raised the kids. He, he's done everything he has to do. The Poor guy. hasn't been on vacation since he's 12, and he wants <laughs> to go on vacation. <laughs> oh, know, my oh my God! That's so all he wants to do is go on vacation with she you. He loves you. She want to
0: go in and and. Well, for, they're
1: giving permission to take a different woman. <laughs> You're I'm just sorry. Out of hand. I'm sorry. It's wrong. It's just wrong. Well,
0: we. We both agree that you should try to do this for your husband, but Seth (sighs) is very passionate about it because he's not been on a vacation. And I haven't had lunch yet. And he hasn't had his lunch. (laughs) So that brings us to Mother Says, and holy cow, I'm not going to let him tone in on this one. But Mother (laughs) Says, if you want your story to be magnificent, begin realizing you are the author. Every day is a new page. So this comes back to something that Megan said. Like, people are always like, well, I don't have that life, or I don't do this. If you want your story, to be magnificent realize that every day is a new page and you're the author write your story i'm
1: sorry i know we usually end with you but um i saw i was on linkedin will smith made this video himself talking to the camera for like a minute oh i saw it It, i think maybe because i I think i saw it because you liked it or commented. it's totally about this yes he's like people say oh i want to be an actor but stop making excuses Do what you want to do. Just go for it. Right. You know, don't, don't stop thinking of reasons why you can't do something. Just do it.
0: Right. Right, 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 right. right. I agree. So that is Mother Says. This is the One Tough Mother Show. We had lovely Megan Murphy, executive um, editor of Good Housekeeping. And we want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Our numbers are getting huge. People love us. I mean, it's funny because uh, we got letters last week. We get letters. People love us. And I don't know if it's the addition of Seth. Duh (laughs) (laughs) I waited for that Anyway everybody We have a great show next week Make sure you tune in And we'll see you next week